Hey, this is Jack from Brook Royal, and you are listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues! We have a week, or it's a downer week. Yeah, we haven't had one of these in a while. Yeah, it's been over half a year since we've kind of so, had, yeah. had a, like a downer podcast. Mind you, remember last year before the turnaround, we kind of had all downer podcasts. For yeah, most of the year. yeah. And now we're back to uh, a little bit downer this week, coming out of the All Star break. The uh, the high of the uh, having the All Star festivities mm-hmm. in St. Louis is kind of wearing off. The Blues are back in the swing of things. Unfortunately. They uh, haven't really uh, performed like we uh, anticipated them performing. Basically. Western Canada was unkind. Yeah, we've usually, in the last couple of years, been halfway decent. Though, that We usually get most of the games, or well, I think last year we had all the games during near the end of the season. So you it's know, been kind of yeah, not good for us this year. I was, I was listening to someone. I don't remember if it was someone local or if it was someone on um, NHL Network on uh, SiriusXM who made the comment that for years – Recent recent years, the Western Canada trip has been the easy trip because all those teams have been down, and the California trip has been the one that was brutal because you usually had a back-to-back somewhere in there between one of those three teams, yeah. and all three of those teams were, were very competitive, and now it's switched, and now all the California teams are god-awful, mm-hmm. and the Western Canadian teams are finally figuring it out. Vancouver's playing well. Edmonton's playing decent. Calgary is is winning. Winnipeg is the one that you know is up and down. Yeah. But um, now it's the California trip that is the easy one, where Western Canada is is hard again. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Eric Carlson clip this, this week oh, where he? No. Uh, what did no, Captain where, Jack Sparrow say now? Where he was on, you know, he was just on the blue line, like trying to like you know back the puck up and like and toe drag it for a shot, and just like. Mishandled, whiffed on it, tripped, fell on his, uh, fell, and another guy poked the puck and had a breakaway. You know? Oh, fan! Or almost a breakaway. I think, I think the guy, I think somebody caught him before he did that. But still, it was just one of those things where it's like your 2019, 2020 San Jose Sharks is what the guy. Pretty thought. much, yeah. So not great for them. So this week we got our game recaps. We got four games to go over. So yep. Blues coming out firing right after the All Star break. Uh, some injury news. Yep. Some returns. Yep. Some jersey news. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think I nailed it all there. Yeah, and we'll go over our usual. Uh, and mind you, some extensions that were signed by a couple of minor league players, which have implications oh, on yes. next year's roster, which we'll talk about too. So a lot of stuff coming your way. Uh, we're coming to you uh, about an hour, about an hour now from before Super Bowl starts. Correct. So Super Bowl Sunday. So Blues and Groundhog Day and Groundhog's Day. So we get was it less weeks? Of uh, he did not see his shadow. Okay. So early spring. Yeah. So there we go. So the Blues. So, Earl Spring is coming earlier, but the Blues get back in the swing of things and a pretty decent team to start. The, uh-huh. um, we talked about Vancouver Canucks back and doing well. They had a couple of representatives at the All Star break yes, and Markstrom, uh, Quinn Hughes were there. Yep. So, but coming out of the break, Jake Allen is playing the first game, which is not surprising. And also, they have their backup in, which is Thatcher Demko, who's had some pretty, had a pretty good game against the Blues earlier this year and stole the game. And, Kind of a copycat thing happened. 36 saves, wins the game again for them. Blues were 
Blues were great. I thought the Blues played really well. It was one of those things where just didn't have the puck luck today. And I thought, and honestly, I thought um, Allen was actually pretty good too. I think Allen, the whole team played well. I think if you had the ability to watch that game with all of the goals, all the scored goals taken out, and you just watched the play in the game, and someone asked you who's going to win this game, I think everyone would have said St. Louis. St. Louis came out firing. It looked fantastic. And, yeah, and Sanford and with skated, their early goal, about three yeah, minutes in. Skated really well, played a good team. Demko was just a wall. Yeah, he, just a wall. Yeah, he played And you're going to have games like that. And it's, I, it sucks to lose, but when you lose playing like that, it's easier to take it because you're like, okay, you're not going to go 82-0. That's fine. Good game. Vancouver got the best of us. Yeah. So I said, like I said, Demko still on his head. Sanford with the early goal, a good feed from Perron right in front. He kind of whiffed on it, but it's just enough of it to get it by Demko who was sprawling across. Yep. So it's fifth of the year from Perron in the first. Uh, JT Miller comes in and scores two in the second. Not to be confused with TJ Miller, who was in town this weekend. Correct. Um First one, it was 18th and 19th, so a pretty good pickup for them. A guy who I thought the Blues would when they needed that left winger kind of second line. I really wish they picked him up, but, you know, they kind of got a cost a little. He got like five mils. Is yes. Like, yeah, so he's a little much, so I knew that was going to happen. But obviously having a pretty good year up in uh, Vancouver's 18th and 19th of the year. Blues pull the goalie, and once again. It happens. It happens. Scored. Bor Horvat gets a goal with the one second left. His 17th of the year. The Blues drop it 3-1. to one. This one's 100% on Thatcher Demko stealing it. I think, I think the Blues played really well throughout, I would say, 90% of this game. Agreed. You can say that the Blues were the better team and I, I had the better that. chances. But Hot goalie. Yep. Goalie that played really well. He's played well against the Blues this year. So it's just one of those where you either have a team or a goalie, no matter what you have during a year. Like I think we talked about this before, yeah. where you just like, no matter what can't you do, you just can't win a game no matter what you do and this is one of those where it happens so my only regret for this game is i really wanted vancouver to wear their throwbacks yep. i love the flying skate jerseys flying skate jersey the black uh well, black and yellow they're black, black red and yellow yeah they're black and yellow but yeah i'm gonna get one i'm i just need to pull the trigger if i keep saying i'm gonna get one burry or plank either burry or mcgillney and probably burry yeah so the blues uh almost had some injury uh news going into this one um after this one, excuse me. So we had Steen left the game here early mm -hmm. of this Calgary game we were talking about. Let me say that first. So back-to-back -back games. Yep. Bennington's back in, and I want your opinion on something because it's kind of been a hot-button debate so far. I saw a couple of people throw some stuff out there, which is interesting. Um, but first off, after the first period, the Blues are up 3-2 to two, You know, in this game. Steen with an early goal, but Matthew Kachuk. Gets kind of a fluttery goal on a power on a power play, kind of like a half shot that I fooled Bennington. Yeah, basically looking for it's a like fast a knuckle puck. Yeah, looking for a fastball and you get a change up. Basically, yep. Sean Monahan is left wide open. And both of these are power play goals too. Uh, Sean Monahan gets a power play goal here, right in the slot, just fired by. It was a little Steen. I think I had a bad coverage where they both went him and Falkland for the same guy, and sure. then kind of left Monahan with enough space to have the puck in the slot in a good spot. Uh, I don't fault Bennington for your, either of these. It's just one was a knuckle puck change-up type yep. thing, and this one was in the slot. Like I said, Perron comes back and gets one right in front. Jaden Schwartz gets one off a really good feed from Braden Shen. We'll take that. Second period, once again, another power play goal for Calgary. Yep. So Calgary ties it. Uh, Mark Jankowski, uh, who, trivia fact here, was the draft pick they used in the Joe Bo Meester trade. Oh. So there you go. 
So uh, Jankowski gets his only his second of the year up and down uh, an NHL career so far. So yep. it looks like he's not doing that great. So four to three going into the third. Uh, good start for the third. Zach Sanford, goal 51 seconds in. He's getting a little hot. Getting a little hot. We'll take it. A lot of subjects have at least blues uh, fans about possible trade chip, being him with a trade chip for uh, you know possibly an upgrade, which it might not happen now because Chris Kreider just took a knee to the head last night and left the game. So that was the name that was floating out there for a while. Yeah. So who knows if they uh, if he had he left the game? So who knows if he is available? But that's the one that apparently Blues have been scouting quite heavily. Um, so anyway, Zach Sanford ties it. Nothing happens in overtime. Third period, I think, is very back and forth. You know, we're kind of going through this the game. This whole game was like a heavyweight fight. Yeah, they kind of back and forth, punches. back and forth. Yeah, so um, so it comes down to a shootout. Like, overtime was very much sloppy. Yeah, for both teams. Like, it wasn't really – I think it wasn't really a great game played by the Blues, and they were – but, like, luckily – Though the Blues did survive a penalty kill in overtime. That's true. Uh, it was – I believe Perron had the penalty in Correct. overtime. It was, a, it was kind of, in my opinion, a, a bullshit penalty. Yeah. Um, but it basically put Calgary – on the power play for, for the last, last two, two minutes. minutes of the game. It's like yeah. two minutes and eight seconds, I think yeah. it was, or something like that. So, and going into the shootout, and they played, and that honestly, there wasn't too much. Can you know? No. So far this game, like, remember three power play goals, and you're like, crap. We're the done. Blues have not been playing well in the special teams. You know, yeah. well, as we'll talk about outside since the All Star break, have not really f- fire all cylinders for anything. Really, I agree. And and they really, they, I think they had one shot during this. Yep. It wasn't really, there wasn't too much pressure during this, and the Blues survived it pretty uh, pretty easily. Pretty easily, which I was surprised. Overtime was, by and large, fairly sloppy. Yeah, which was interesting. So, um, the stat going into the shootout that I saw was that into the shootout, the Blues were 0-3. Yeah. Calgary was 5-0. and Yeah. So, the, so you're like, well, hopefully something. And I even said, I was watching against my wife earlier, I said, well, Something's got to give. Yeah. So you figured they got to lose one eventually, and we have to win one eventually. And luckily, it worked out well for this game. Um, Sean Monahan stopped by Bennington. Uh, David Perron with a goal. Yep. Matthew Kachuk. Um, I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to just like get him to go five, like five hole. Yeah. But he came in kind of, he kind of like went really slow, and then the like when he did the deke to go to backhand, it seemed like in slow motion to me. Yeah, it seemed like he slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, and I think he just – I think he maybe – like, Bennington kind of, kind of read it pretty well on this I one. Agree. And then Ryan O'Reilly uh, with a high leg kick, <laughs> super high leg kick on this one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, but it fooled, uh, I believe, uh, Mike Smith was on this one, right? Let me see. Give me a second here. I don't remember. But uh, Blues anyway. Blues win. Three stars of the game goes to two of them are Calgary. But, you know. But the Blues uh, wind up winning this one, and we'll take it. We just considering how uh, they're playing. Most you of this you game. look at how good they played the night before Vancouver and Cam Talbot was involved. Cam Talbot, okay. Yeah. So the Blues played magnificently in Vancouver, came away with nothing. They played very porous defense in Calgary and come out with two points. Yeah, I think uh, it's just weird how the game works. I think coming out of the All Star breaking out, and this is like you said, we always have a new whipping boy for every season. Like Berglund was last year. Uh, Jackman years before that, mm-hmm. Eric Brewer deservedly so maybe on his part. Pretty sure Eric Brewer's on the ice again and wearing seventy two. And that's all I was going to bring up is Justin Falk doesn't seem to be coming out of the break at least. Not good. Yeah, and having him having a seven year contract after this is not really. 
Um, I saw a lot of people asking after last night's game if he has a movement clause, and I don't know if he does. You see, he had one and waved it to come here, but it's one of those things like if you – I remember somebody had traded in the past, and I was trying to track this down. I couldn't find it for the life of me because we were going to talk about this. Is that once you have your you waive your no trade clause in one season, is it still valid? Yeah, I don't know the answer. Or to that. after that, is like he's kind of like fair game because part of me is like technically until July first, and that's when his new contract kicks in. You got to jet through the draft and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was teams like Anaheim and other teams kicking the tires on that Carolina trade beforehand, and maybe you can be like, hey, we'll take draft pick or something you just take on the whole salary and we'll, well i think if, if you're gonna move falk i think your impetus then has to shift to you must resign petra that's what i mean i think i think if you um if you're gonna 100 percent go with petro and give him the money that you think then you have to move uh, some pieces i don't out, think we're gonna talk about yeah we'll i, I don't th- i i just i i don't see and you're right we'll get into this as we get back into those types of discussions but i just don't see how this team comes into next october with Petro and Justin Falk, both on the team. Yeah, and I think uh, it's going to be interesting. If they do, it's going to be somebody's going to have to go, like somebody else on sure forward or oh for we'll sure. Talk, we'll talk about that. Edmonton is up next. Edmonton, once we're going to talk about the Western Canada swing, playing pretty well. A couple all you know all stars, as in Drysidle and um, McDavid. McDavid were all stars. Don't ask him to sign a jersey. Correct, which is, John, I'm guessing you saw that video with the kid. Yeah, you know what? And all I'll say is that that kid was uh, a brat. And if that was my kid, he would have gotten his ass beat on the spot for throwing the jersey It's like... It's one thing to be told no. Yeah. I get it. Hey, man, I've been turned down for an autograph as kids as well. But that, as a guy who buys jerseys a lot... It's that's a, $100. That's $100 you just threw over. Mind you, it was like a pier type thing. Like, it looked like, like it was an indoor mall. Yeah, and he threw it into like a water. Yeah. Like, into like, yeah, it's like a fountain area. And it's like, cool, man. Thanks. Your ass is going to go down there and get it. Yep. So, one all-star. Leon Dreisato gets the first goal here. For He's Houston. a stud. He is really great. He's one of those guys when they were trying to revamp and his name kind of got like speculated that it was out there. I was telling him, I'm like, give him whoever. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll yeah. take him because he's going to be really good. Put him on the wing, and he'll be good for a long time. He's automatically now my dad's favorite player in hockey. Why is that? Because he's German. Oh, okay. There you go. So, Leandro Aysato is 28th of the year, which is crazy. 20, going to his game, he had 27 goals and 50 assists. Yeah, ridiculous. Mind you, him McDavid, identical stats, Yep, which is insane. Uh, unfortunately, Caleb Jones, who is the brother of Seth Jones. Cousin his, of Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> gets his first of the year uh, about 17 seconds later. This is the one I think That's Jake goofy. Allen wanted this one back. I would say just so. Just snuck it through. The dry side of one, I don't blame him on. Mm-hmm. But the Caleb Jones just didn't squeeze tight enough. Nope. I mean, mind you, even if he did save it, and they'll say the puck just like kind of sat there, Blues did not do a great job boxing out because there was a guy no. right there that banged the rebound home. And I think I want to say kind of pile on the guy. But I believe Justin Falk was the guy that didn't box that guy out. I think you're correct. So, 2 nothing after 1, not playing great. Uh, David Prong gets one. This is the one where he's, like, flat on his, like, yeah, on his stomach, stomach. and kind of, like, getting up at his backhanded. He was right in front of the net, and the puck was right in front of uh, Miko Koskinen. Mind you, another thing is, this guy hasn't won in 2020. Yeah. He lost five in a row going this one, and, he, and the only reason he won the last game is because they outscored a team 7-5. to five. <laughs> Right. So, he wasn't playing great, and... I was like, all right, great. We can hopefully capitalize. But he made a lot of really great saves, too, in the first to keep it going. The, the Blues, one he thought, made on Petro was ridiculous. Yeah, Petro even knew it, too, which is uh, not great. But 
Perron got this one where he's on his stomach and facing not in his back to the goalie and just yep. threw a backhand underneath uh, Koskinen. It's 23rd from uh, Petrangelo and Sanford. Once again, Sanford kind of keeping his point streak up. It's yep. three games in a row, which is good to see. My thing with Sanford, real quick before we get into anything else, there'll be like five games where I'm like, wow, this guy's turning the corner. And then but, 15. And then there'll be like 10 games where you don't even see know if he's on the I agree. And then I agree. get sat. So that's my thing is like, if you trade him, you free money up for next year, and you get a better player. But anyway, I agree. my opinion. Uh, two to one after two. Going to the third, Robert Thomas, who is getting more and more noticeable on the ice to me. I agree with being, that as being, well. Being moved to the center ice position on that line with Tim and Bozak pretty much is – and Bozak got moved to the right wing now. And then the left wing has been kind of different guys, but it seems mm-hmm. like Steen is kind of – Steen or maybe Blay or whoever. But Steen's been kind of like the guy sticking on that line. I think the two vets veterans have helped him out greatly, and it's been yep. tremendous. His stick handling ability is just insane. And he scored uh, – this is his ninth of the year, and he had nine goals in 80 games last year. Yep. So he has nine games in 46 games now. Great. So good stuff. So I think I – think, uh, He's going to definitely set a career high. It goes back to the conversation you and I had a couple months ago was, do you think Robert Thomas will ever be a 20-goal scorer or will he be a setup man? And, you know, he's on pace right now. He's going to have to catch fire, but I think he's going to get close this year. He's got real close. If he gets to get some goals here, he might be able to. Like he said, he defers a lot, mm. which that's his nature. I think he is 100% a pass-first guy. Yeah, which is fine. That's fine. He just need, I think he just need to find that hit that winger. Like, is it Tarasenko? Is it Cairo? Is it – so I think else, you need to find that trigger. Boy, guy, that's though. a that's a great question. On if and when Tarasenko comes back, who do you put him with? Because damn man, he and Robert Thomas could potentially could be insane. Yeah, because obviously you've got the connection with O'Reilly and Perron. Mm-hmm. You keep that. Together. You got to keep and that. You, together. And you plug in a left winger, which it could be, you know, Blay, which right. was a pretty good line last year. If it's Sanford, or if the Blues acquire somebody, you plug in the names that are out there mm-hmm. is. Kreider, uh, Toffoli, somebody, some, some other left winger over right. there, you know. So who knows what they do there. But, yeah, the, the Thomas, man, and he's got the speed too. Yes, he does. I mean, the stick handle, you see him when he's just dancing around guys. Making was, people look stupid in the corners. Yeah, there was a there's a moment in the next game we'll talk about where he gets it and the guys – and they, then everybody goes on a change and there's four guys in a corner trying to get him and he's just like curling, spinning, and still managed to get the puck on the other side and the Blues get a really good scoring chance. Yep. And nobody else on that team can do on our team right now can do that. I agree. So it's one of those things where he's real playing really great, and it's somebody that you keep around for a really long time. And twenty years old, which is yep. which is dumb. Unfortunately, the Blues can't hold the lead. Drysidel, eh, this one Jake Allen might want back. Streaks yeah. in. I mean, in my opinion, it was it's fifty fifty to me. It came in with a lot of speed and kind of handcuffed. Uh, Allen and kind of was glove side, and we always talk about his glove not being great. I also but kind of put this on Justin Falk. Yeah, because where was hella he out of place? What he, he like Petro's like pointing. I got this guy. He was they're backing in on his on Petro's right. Yep. He's like pointing. I got this guy, but Falk goes across the way. Yep, it goes after that guy, and the guy feeds it, and that being uh, uh, Kaylor Yamamoto, right? Uh, passes it right over in dry sidle. Gets a partial basically break and roofs it. I mean, you can't leave a guy like Dry Seidel that way. No, open. no. So, unfortunately, the Blues, uh, you know, Josh Archibald gets a shorthanded goal here to make it four to two, and the Blues lose another one. Not doing great coming out of the break. No. So not really. So another back to back games this week. So the Blues, you know, 
ton of games coming out of the break, which is good know, good for us to be, but hopefully they're not too tired from this. Because um, coming up, they got a pretty condensed schedule the next month or so. Yes, they do. So the thing about this game, which is kind of special, is Alexander Steen. It's a Winnipeg game. It's his 1,000th game where his dad retired, had a very storied career, a lot of family and friends on hand. Mm-hmm. So very cool. I saw Winnipeg had like a little uh, – Video like when which Steve, is awesome. I thought Winnipeg handled this really, really cool. Yeah, and a, and a lot of videos throughout the night watching. And yeah, different. We I put out there like what's your favorite Steen memory? Which for me, it's you know pretty blatantly. There's two. There's two back to back years that are pretty blatantly obvious to me. Um, mine is the the Kings goal because it was so unexpected because it was just yeah. like oh you just dumped the puck and quick just basically didn't expect Steen to be right there and he scores. I, both of these goals that you're going to mention, I have fantastic stories for. That goal, I was driving from Houston to Austin, Texas, and made sure I got there in time. And I was like trying to call every bar in Austin to find out who would have the game. I found one bar, and they got ready to close as it went to overtime. And I was like, please don't kick me out before overtime. I watched overtime in the closed bar with the bartenders. And they were all cheering for the Blues just because I had my Blues jersey on. And when he scored that goal, we were all doing shots that I'm sure the owner had no clue about and uh, just celebrated that win. That's awesome. So the second goal, which we'll talk about, which is a year later, was a a three-overtime goal. That was double overtime, correct? Or was everyone single? That was double overtime. So double overtime for the Kings game. Three overtimes for the next one. Um, They beat Chicago off a really good pass from – Steve Ott of all people, from Bacchus to Ott to Steen. Wow, I was that, at remember, that game. Remember, that was your number one line too, going into that potential. Like that's that was, the Ryan Miller year. Well, yeah, that was the year that he they were rolling with that line as like their yeah shutdown line, pretty yep. much. And your number two line. Number two I line, uh, I was at that game with friends of mine from L.A. It was the day before our buddy Jack got married because I had tickets to that game and the game the next day, game two. Mm-hmm. And uh, which was an overtime goal by your boy, Jackman, in game two. Correct. Because remember, it was back-to-back years where he yep. had the – it wasn't – it was the game-winning goal against the Kings, but it was Correct. like 30 seconds left. And then yep. he had the overtime goal the next year. Anyway. Uh, but as that game went on and it became deeper and deeper into the night, I was just like, oh, God. I don't – I don't want to lose like this. I don't want to lose like this. And uh, we were up in the arena club watching the game, and it happened directly below us, and I lost my mind. It was one of the, it was I would say it has got to be number three on my top blues games that I've been to in person. Mm-hmm. Number one is uh, the four game sweep against Chicago back in '93 at the Old Barn. Yeah. Two is last year's game seven versus Dallas. Yep. And then three would be the steam triple overtime goal. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. All good. All awesome memories for sure for Blues fans. So they go to play Winnipeg. We talked about Steen being in his 1000th uh, career game. So he just passed up, uh, I believe, Brett Hall on both St. Louis Blues most games played. Yeah. A couple games before this. So uh, slowly moving up. He maybe played Toronto before this. So. Unfortunately, once again, the Blues, the night before, uh, Winnipeg had a knock them down drag them out with Boston, where there was, like, fighting majors, ejections. Yeah. They lost 2-1. to one. Winnipeg's lost five games in a row going into this game. So part of me is like, 
great. That's not a good stat no, to hear. Never you don't want to hear that, but you never know. Uh, I thought the Blues played pretty decent to start. Yeah. And, uh, Jack Roslovic, and then but then they just kind of fell apart, and then just the rest of the they weren't getting shots la- later on in the game. Early on, they had a couple shots, and then, and then the rest of the period, they were just like nothing happening. Agreed. So Jack Roslovic gets uh, his tenth of the year from uh, Niku. Yep. So one nothing uh, near the end of the first, like about. And that's the thing we talked about this year. The Blues are letting goals in either right at the beginning of a period or right at the end. Or right at the end. And it's eighteen forty four. So about a minute sixteen left. And guess what? Happened again the next period. It's the same guy, Jack Roslovic, off a rebound shot. Uh, Bennington couldn't really do much about this one. That's 17.05 mark. But wait. Unfortunately, you think the period's going to be over and you're going to get out 2 nothing, maybe. Nope. No. Andrew Kopp gets a goal, his eighth of the year. And this is one from the high slot on kind of a rush. It was, in my opinion, saveable. Uh, saveable. But, I mean, for Bennington, I mean, I've, we've, seen, Bennington, we've, we've seen so much, so many great things and so steady play from him. When you see a goal like this, you're like, wow, I think he should have had that. And then maybe, you know, maybe you say a normal goal. His his save percentage is down this year, but it was elite level last year. At nine, sure. 920. And this year's in the 910s, low 910s. So it's about average this year. So he's been struggling a little bit lately. So um, I talked about some people saying, like, Allen has not been great and stuff. And people are like, well, Bennington hasn't been great. No, I don't think – well – We'll talk he about. has, but not yeah. recently. Yeah, it's like in the last. We'll say because of the Blues. We'll wrap this one up. So Braden Shen finally gets a goal. He's like he's been kind of not up and down, up and down lately. But he finally got a goal here off of a uh, rush play. Good play by Schwartz and Thomas here. Ryan Riley gets a turnaround goal and gets his tenth of the year. So another guy that was kind of struggling with goals, maybe was getting yep. the assists, but fits his tenth of the year. And you're like, great, here we three go. to two, and was our usual in the back in, in the past. Hope goal. So that was the hope goal. So we made it three to two, and unfortunately, the Blues pull the goalie and two maybe, empty netters. Maybe two or two empty netters to end it with uh, Blake Wheeler and uh, Patrick Laine getting two goals in about a minute or so at the end of the game. Five to two is a little indicative. I mean, it's closer than it was. Uh, it was, but uh, the Blues fall again. So now in the last eight games, and this is not a great stat, one six and one. No, it's been a rough patch for the Blues. And look, every team's going to have them. We've talked about that. How there's been no Stanley Cup hangover. The Blues did the work early in the year that's going to allow them to have a little bit of a slide. You just can't let it turn into a a giant snowball. Yeah, you can't. You've got to break you, out of it. You can't have a five game. I mean, you have had a winless streak where you're getting. You basically broke two three game. Linda streaks up. You basically in the middle. You had a overtime. You got a point, and then you had a win mixed in there. Right. So you kind of broke it up, but still you're you know behind. So after this game, the Blues still sit in first place. When they, but they mind you, they have Colorado has three games in hand, but the Blues are eight points up. So even yep. with that, Dallas uh, they have two games in hand of the same amount of points. So I mean, the Blues, like you say, got a cushion. Sure. So I mean, you might. But the thing is, you have to make sure. I mean, you've played a lot of games so far, which is, you know, just like Vancouver's played 53, and then I think a lot of the teams played 53. The couple, one other team's played more games, which is Arizona's played 54, and they're right. at, they're down on the list at 59 points. Well, and the yeah. the second wild card. So when you got so your last, so you're at 70 points, and the second wild card, which is a, the same amount of games played or pretty close, um, is basically 11 points behind right. you. So you got it, the cushion. It's going to take a collapse of monumental proportion for the Blues to miss the playoffs. But I, I think that even more so than last year, the way the Central Division is stacking up right now, I think you want that one seed because it avoids you having to play 
Dallas or or Colorado, Colorado in the first round. Yeah. And both of those teams are, are dangerous. Yes. You know, and that's one thing the Blues I've noticed this year they've struggled with. And mind you, they struggled with doesn't mean they can't beat them. Is teams with speed. Yep. And you look at that Colorado series, and St. Louis has been dominant in two games at home. Colorado's been dominant in their two games at home. So it, it, having that last change, I think, is going to be monumental, purport, monumental important if and when those teams match up in the playoffs. And basically Calgary and Arizona are right there for your wild card, so you might be playing one of those teams, and believe it or not. Arizona owns the Blues. Yeah, they've been playing really well, but weirdly enough, two teams that are right behind Arizona, Chicago and Winnipeg. Yeah. So you're looking at – and after that, technically Nashville – I'll point. tell you right so now, talking, the block, and this may come back to bite me in the ass, so remember this in, in May if we get there. I'm not scared of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I agree. Even if they make it in, I'm just not scared of the Blackhawks. Yep. So I agree with that one. I think the Blues – Winnipeg? Um, yeah. I think Winnipeg's got a giant chip on their shoulder. Yeah, I think they have that. What happened last year, and yep. basically they had it in hand, and they let it slip away in mm-hmm. Game Five, and then they basically fell apart. Yes. So, so Blues not doing great. We talked one one six and one. So we'll get into our Blues news for the week. So we talked about Steen's thousand game, very storied career. A couple. Uh, did you? We didn't talk about this much. Did you get to see the stuff that Winnipeg did for Steen? Yeah, they had the video of like him with his dad when they were retiring doing the Ring of Honor uh, thing or whatever. Yeah, I the reason I liked that so much, and I could be wrong, and if I am, call me out. I don't remember this happening, but again, I don't think we were ever in that city for a milestone game with Brett. Is I don't know if the Blackhawks would have done the same thing for Brett. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Where it's just like, you know, and, and, and obviously you're talking about one of the greatest Blackhawks of all time in Bobby Hall one of the greatest Blues of all time, if not the greatest Blue of all time in Brett Hall. I don't know if the Blackhawks would have done the same tribute for Brett that the Winnipeg Jets did for Alexander Steen. Hmm. Let us know what you guys think about that on a, uh, on our socials, on the Facebook, Twitter, and or uh, if you want to on Instagram. Just let us know what you think. you think the Blackhawks would have honored uh, Brett Hall if he had a similar 1,000th game played in Chicago due to his dad being a Blackhawk? Uh, let us know because that is an interesting thought. It's a good point. So, like I said – Winnipeg is pretty classy overall about Agreed. it. They, Agreed. And, you know, he was he acknowledged the crowd and stuff. So, and I think that's where the Canadian aspect of the of the everything comes into play. I think so too. I think you're right there. So, uh, some interesting news. So Troy Brower had a very interesting week. Very up yeah. and down. Got sent uh, through waivers, <laughs> cleared waivers. Oh wait, we need you back. And then we had injuries, which was Oscar uh, Sunquist going down. Oh. Uh, lower body injuries. What it was said. So. Apparently, he's riding a stationary bike and stuff, so he might is not a long-term thing, which is nice. All right. But still injured, and it, I think the penalty kill, you see how much – when he was I out agree. against the Calgary game, you saw how much they missed him. And, yep. um Yeah. So, I think Oscar Sung, which is so weird to say, when that trade was made a couple years ago, when we made that trade, now two years later, two and a half years later, we're saying how key Oscar Sung was well, to the Blues. And we even talked about that with Rick last week about how Sundquist was a guy who's you know, been given the opportunity to play in St. Louis, and he didn't have that in Pittsburgh. And you've seen with the opportunity what he's available to do. Yep. And, you know, I, look, I don't think anyone's ever going to consider Sundquist a top six forward in this league. But he's a damn good role player. Yep. And he does what he needs to do well. I say top nine, so third line. Yeah, yeah and yeah. if he can put in 10-ish goals a year, yeah. great. 
Yeah, I think he's on pace definitely for that. So we talked about uh, Brower being uh, recalled. Yep. So he gets recalled. Didn't leave, didn't leave St. Louis. So basically he cleared waivers, and they said, hey, you, you need to report for San Antonio, but we'll give you a week to think about it. If you want to continue your career, or if not, we can terminate your contract. Is basically, right. but So it was kind of nice that they said, hey, you do your thing, and we'll figure it out. Oh, so just to let you know, Oscar Sunk was 11 goals in 44 games this year. There you go. So there you go. So uh, obviously playing pretty well. So, unfortunately, been injured twice this year, so maybe that hopefully that doesn't be a continuing uh, thing for him. So, Brower actually played in the uh, second game, which is he played in the Winnipeg game. Yes. And played online with, uh, I think, Bozak and uh, I think I think he was on with Steen and uh, uh, Thomas for a little bit there. Yeah, they were switching stuff up towards the end of that game. Yeah. So, some interesting uh, – so, we'll do the jersey news real quick, and then I'll do the extensions because I think that's be more of a talking point. So, Vladimir Tarasenko's jersey is now the number two seller in all of uh, the NHL on NHL.com for their jerseys. So he's number two year? for this year. He's right behind uh, Sidney Crosby, which is kind of like an obvious one mm-hmm. that always happens. So he jumped six spots compared to last year, which is kind of cool. So uh, obviously winning the Stanley Cup will do that to you. I'm very surprised Jordan Bennington was not in the top ten, though. I, I would be willing to bet the reason that Tarasenko has jumped so high is because he is the only thing that you can get a retro jersey with. You can't buy him blank. You can't buy him with anyone else. If you want one of the retro St. Louis jerseys, you're getting a Vladimir Tarasenko jersey. Yeah. So I think that probably has paid a huge role into him jumping up into number two. Yep. I think yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, because it's the only one that's prominently displayed. It's the only one you can get. Yeah, because you can get other jerseys. Other like you can get the winner, the third jersey. Yeah, yeah. You can get any other jersey the, with any. The, with, with the red, the cloud jersey. You're getting Tarasenko. You're getting nothing. Yep. You can get them blank in like youth sizes and women's sizes, but men's jerseys, you cannot get them blank anymore unless you buy an authentic. Yep. You can buy an authentic, but if you want a Fanatics replica jersey, you're getting a ninety-one. So uh, that's interesting. So that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So kind of cool to see that, though, like one of your players. Absolutely. So number two overall, number eight last year. So it's kind of nice. So we'll get into the – I'm uh, really surprised that he's above McDavid. Really surprised. Yeah, McDavid is number three. Got it. So, yeah. So uh, Bergeron's number four. So let's talk about the two extensions, which I think have very big implications for next year. Mm-hmm. So, they announced earlier this week the Blues had uh, one-year extensions with two minor league players, one being Ville Husso mm-hmm. for 750000 and Nico Mikola for seven eighty-seven. So, but the thing about it, which is very interesting, is, excuse me, they're both two-year one-way contracts. So, they're not for just one year. So, they got them locked in for two, and it's Ville Husso and uh, Mikola. And they're, and they're one-way. one-way deals. That means it's time to break out the uh, our favorite hashtag from Paul Bissonette, Jake Allen, hashtag pack of shit. Yeah, because he is – you're not going to keep three goalies on the No. Roster. Sorry. No. There's no point to let Huzo just sit around in, in the press box or Jake Allen's in our press box. So more than likely, Jake Allen's getting moved in the offseason. I would imagine so. I think Either- uh, Huzo's had a – Rough go of it lately, but it's been pretty solid overall in San Antonio. Considering San Antonio's, you know, lost a lot of some players. Uh, Costin's played really well lately. Yep. Um, finally turning around his plus, his plus minus. He's like minus twenty something for the year. Yeah. Now he's like plus. He moved into. He got plus five over his last eight games. So Costin is playing well, but I think Mikola proved when he was up here, he's an NHL defenseman. I agree. I agree. 
So that's great to see that he's probably going to get plugged in as your like third pairing guy. Yep. And you play great in the role. So uh, I'm looking forward to see both those guys on the team next year. I am too. I think that means guys like depending on what happens with Jay Bomeister, if Joey Bomeister doesn't come back, you, then, then that's the spot. Then that's the spot. But if you don't, you got eight guys and you're probably sitting not sitting, but you're probably getting rid of somebody like I'm guessing Gunnarsson. Maybe. But, Maybe. You know, but somebody on the left side you gotta think about it and you really don't depending on what happens with Petrangelo as well. We're all, yeah, I'll see we're also, you know, to cycle back to what we said earlier, I, I still think one of Bo Meester, I'm not sorry about Bo Meester, one of Petro or Justin Falk is not on this team come October. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And then I think if you get rid of Falk and, let's say, let's just for whatever reasons, let's say uh, Allen, then you plug in these two guys, uh, and then you pretty much have enough money to give Petro his raise. What do you want? Yeah. And then give other people raises. Because you got paid done this offseason as well. Agreed. So, a- And look, I would be 100% fine with them shipping out Allen and Falk and re-signing Petro. I'd be fine with that. Totally fine. Yeah. Because I think, like you said, Mikola has proven that he can play at the NHL. He's not going to be your top pairing guy, but that's fine. That's fine. Start him in the third pairing. And, you know, we back, we, Billy Huso is going to be a backup to Bennington. So I, I think that all said and done, that's a pretty easy plug and play. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see what the offseason will be very interesting this year. Uh, once again, last year was very much bring back the band and see what happens. Yep. Minus obviously uh, Pat Maroon. Yep. So who knows? Pat Maroon has played pretty decent this year for Tampa. Maybe the Blues decide to bring him back and have him around. Who knows for a cheap cost? I doubt that, but you never know. You never know. Or who knows what they do if they make a trade too, and the, that could signal some other stuff too. If they get Kreider, do they try and sign Chris Kreider afterwards, or to full, or whoever right. is available? Anyway, so a lot of interesting things going on with the Blues. This week they play the finally get to go come home after a five game uh, kind of split homestand or yep. road trip there. Play the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, so Joel Edmondson is back in town. Mm-hmm. Probably get he gets his ring. ring. Yeah, he gets his ring. Uh, they have a rematch with the Jets on Thursday at home, and then they play the Dallas Stars. So you're not getting a break. No, you're playing uh, good teams. The last couple, the last homestand they had early in December, where he played a lot of garbage teams, where they piled up points and won a lot of those games. Yep. Uh, you're not getting that break this time. No. You're getting a lot of really good teams. Carolina is obviously a very good team. Uh, the Jets, obviously, we saw is a very good team. And, D- and Dallas is nipping at your heels as well. Yes. So some big games there. You definitely have to get points out of Considering your last uh, little streak here. You need at least four points. I would say that you need four to five points out of these three games, in yep. my opinion. Just to get you right the ship, get the mentality back of, you know, we're in first place and all that good stuff. So I would say that you need four points, and at least one of those points needs to come from Dallas. Yeah, I think so. I think Dallas, you need or Dallas. I'd be good if you just get up, you just make sure they get zero points out of it. Yeah, that's that's, the key. that's, that's a the four key. point swing game. Yeah, so that's the key on that one. So interesting games this week. So we're gonna wrap it up here because we got to get upstairs and watch Super Bowl. So. Yes, there's much food to eat. Yes, uh, you have. Uh, okay, so if you're gonna hold us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hosselpalooza. Uh, make sure you find us on Facebook and Instagram at Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, website is blueshockeypodcast.net. And dot com. So, and the other thing, good thing is, finally, after much uh, me figuring out web design and web hosting, everything is fixed. Great. So, all the migrating new host is done. You can now find us. I apologize if you got 158 downloads this week week of our show. Or our show. Uh, Apple Podcasts is back up. Spotify is back up. Stitcher. 
Um, and then we have a couple more platforms that are on the way. Yep. Uh, so everything is working. I think the only one that's not working, which I'm working on, is the Google Podcast. Everything outside of that is g- working great. So yep. uh, Overcast is a new one that we're on. Radio Public is another one we're on. iHeartRadio. And hopefully soon another one coming. I'll get you info on that when I find out in apparently four to six weeks. Awesome. So a lot of good, uh, a lot of places to find us, which is, uh, you know, nice to see for us. So last couple of notes we'll bring up. We have a new shirt that's out there released during the All-Star Game, our uh, NHL 94, NHL 95, whatever you want to call it, an sure. inspired uh, shirt. It's the old – I did it. We had to have it based off a of Sega Genesis uh, cartridge. Yep, you get your 16-bit shirt. Yeah, so get that on our Spreadshirt uh, website. You can find yep. the links on our website or in our socials. Let's see. I got that, that, that. Uh, yeah. Don't forget, if you want to – if you're looking at something uh, blues-related for your – loved one for valentine's day use our fanatics link it don't cost you an extra penny and it helps the show yep yes click on it and find it under the merchandise tab on our website blueshockeypodcast.net yep also make sure you check out um we've been posting some stuff on our city media check out their page and they have plenty of stuff there of all different uh stuff that st louis uh sports sports music entertainment in general Basically, one-stop shopping for all things fun in St. Louis. Correct. And so with that, we're going to wrap it up there. So thanks for joining us this week, and we'll hopefully have some good stuff to talk about next week. Hope so. See ya.